Shit Snacks. This is Amber Nash, and you're listening to Epic Briefs Podcast. Hey guys, we're sitting here with Kevin Galise of Dad's Garage, artistic director, performer, writer. What is it that you do not do here at Dad's Garage? Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't uh, tend bar. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's, that's fair. Just because I'm not a good at pouring the beers, it's just like half foam. I'm like, I, tu- I thought I turned it appropriately, but I obviously didn't. That's pretty tricky. Yeah, it's tough. Have you tend bar before, Jane? I mean, not really. But oh, okay. when I worked at the restaurant, like I had. To pour some every once in a while. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How have you been, though? Like, I know you went on a trip late, uh, yeah. the last couple of weeks or so. How took Amber on a big vacation that for was her birthday. Exciting. It <laughs> was. It was really fun, yeah. Where do you guys go? Uh, we went over to Norway. We went okay. to Oslo. And we have some friends there that have a theater. Oh, And it's nice. called uh, Andre Teatret. Oh, and wow. uh, they like threw a birthday party for Amber and Oslo. Oh, it was that's really, really awesome. Yeah. And oh, then we man. went down to the UK and what? Uh, we stayed in a castle. Are That's you serious? So cool. Yeah, yeah. What? How'd you set that up? You have like super connections? No, man. Brexit. <laughs> the British pound is really low, so everything's oh, cheap. <laughs> nice. That's really okay. Cool. That's... I know. I'm really thankful for Brexit right now. That's like the perfect bir- birthday surprise. Did she know, know about it? Or you had no, to, like... she was a surprise. Wow. She didn't know. That's crazy. How'd you keep all that good stuff a secret for so long? I don't know. I just I told her to take the, you know, Delta app off of her phone and. <laughs> I, nice. I booked everything on my own. I told her not to look at the our bank statements. And <laughs> That's perfect. Gotta have some trust. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's I said cool. bring a passport and a jacket. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So, um, where are you from originally? Um, originally from Edmonton, Alberta, up in Canada. Oh, nice. It's my homeland. I always wanted to go to Canada. How was it growing up there for you? How did you like that? I mean, you know, it was good. It was cold. Yeah. I the winters are like some of my like strongest memories of oh. growing up is like being cold at the bus stop and <laughs> oh, no. just like you know <laughs> wanting wishing that my shower would last forever right Cause, yeah right because hot water is probably like the one thing you want well you, know, you wake up in the morning and yeah it's like going from my bedroom and they're like our houses are heated it's not like it's like <laughs> but it's still like i don't know it's like it's always lurking, the cold. It's around every corner. So you have to like run from your bedroom to the bathroom, and then you turn on the shower, maximum heat. Oh my and then gosh. you like That's cover crazy. yourself in towels, run back to your bedroom. And, like, <laughs> you know. Sounds like what you do in Georgia winters, quote unquote. Hey, don't judge me. <laughs> so like as a kid, were you really animated? Did you like reenact any of your favorite TV shows or movies or anything like that? No, I was a pretty quiet kid. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. I like to read books a lot, and okay. I was kind of a, just... Nice. I wasn't like... A nerd, because the nerds had like each other. I, right. I, but I wasn't like anything. I was just like yeah. a, a weird weirdo loner. <laughs> no. Yeah. Best kind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What what kind of books did you like? Like Donnie Darko, but not cool. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, like no no like good looking like Jake Gyllenhaalness. Yeah, just like that. weird Donnie Darko. <laughs> Um, oh, I yes. liked fantasy books a lot, okay, so I, I would always, yeah, I would always read fantasy books. Cool. Do you still read any? And now? sci-fi. Okay. Oh, sci-fi. Yeah. Okay. And do I still? I mean, no. Well, I, I'm still into sci-fi stuff, but um, awesome. not like hard sci-fi. More okay. like, um, like one of my favorite authors is a Canadian author named Margaret Atwood, oh, cool. and she writes like, you know, 
dystopian future novels that are more about saying stuff about society than it is about like a laser chase in space or whatever. <laughs> yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because it's like a bit more believable. Well, it's just, that, right? it's just more to chew on intellectually, I guess. Yeah, because yeah. I'm going to get kind of outlandish with those stories. <laughs> like, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's good when you're young, but when yeah. you're older, you're like, I just want something a little bit more. Right, yeah, yeah definitely. As a kid, like, did you see yourself always wanting to be in the entertainment industry as far as like, you know, like as you got, got older, like yeah, before 15 or something? I didn't think it was possible for a long time. So I kind of like resisted it. I thought it. it would be like a pastime. Okay. I was, even while I was doing like so much, Yeah. by the time I was in university, I was like studying economics okay. and like yeah. trying to like, <laughs> trying to be a business be like, yeah, yeah, like be like a responsible, <laughs> yeah. like, and then I just like gave into it because <laughs> I was like not getting good marks in okay. like math and right. like all these different right. like things. Yeah. But yeah. all of my like humanities classes, I was like slaying. <laughs> really? So oh. I was like, all right, I'm going to like take more drama. Yeah. And ju- just at least to like get my GPA up. You of know course. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and then I just got doing more and more and more. And then I just realized that's awesome. I'm on the path. So like, cause I, I did that too. I was trying to go for accounting. Oh my gosh. I want to kill myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it was that cause bad. you felt like you had to. Right. Cause everyone was like, that's the thing. It's money yeah. guaranteed. You do well, but I was like, if you want to do other fun stuff, maybe that'll, that'll, you just need a backup plan. Right. Get accounting. That'll be your backup. And then right. so you're like, okay, I'll be smart. No. But then you're like, it's killing me. Exactly. Right. Yeah, slowly. How did you find yourself uh, getting into like? How did you get into improv? What was your first experience with that? Well, when I was uh, fifteen, okay, there was a thing in my uh, yeah, yeah yeah we they started them young up in Canada. Okay, there's a high school <laughs> thing called the Nose Bowl oh, that was okay. run by Rapid Fire Theater, which okay. was like a, like the dad's garage of Edmonton. So okay. they had this thing called the Nose Bowl, and the yeah. high school teams could compete, and if whoever wins the tournament, their prize is they get to perform one night at Ooh, the cool. at the st- uh, with the Rapid Fire guy. Yeah. In, in their theater sports show or oh, whatever. Wow. Okay. So I got to do that once yeah. after I won when I was 15. And I was like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And I was so, like, I look back now and I'm just like, I was so bad. Like, really? I was, like, just dumb and obnoxious and high energy. I mean, sometimes it's kind of required, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, You yeah. can kind of use that to compensate yeah. for a lack of skill and got finesse. It. Yeah. <laughs> What do, you, do you have any, like, direct influences that kind of influence your style of improv and your personality? Yeah, I mean, so many. It's yeah. hard to really say. Yeah. Um, they're so, like, when I was really little and, like, when I was st- first, first starting, probably the biggest influences would have been, like, John Cleese and Mike Myers. Oh, really? You know? Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then I as I have, like, because now I'm, like, 36, so okay. I've been doing... That first taste when I first really got into yeah. it, that was like 20 years ago, right? right? And yeah, I've been yeah. doing it, obviously, since I am where I'm at. I'm, yeah, I've been doing it a lot since yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. So you accumulate a lot of influences. Got it. And, and some of the most important ones yeah. are your friends. Because you're always around them and you get like, just, you know, like little bits of their personality kind of. Well, and you, you see their work a lot, right? Yeah. Like I've, there's, I have friends that I've seen them do show after show. Oh, after yeah. show, after show, after show. And okay. when I see them be amazing over and over again in different circumstances, and I start to like, it helps me understand how they're amazing yeah. and why they're amazing. Because right. I like start to see them, the, the science behind them. And then I can kind of take the formula 
and it, it never is exactly the same, but you learn the same principles and then yeah. it, and then you realize, oh, I do this because this guy does this and I learned it from him. Can you give us like an example of that, how you kind of form that in your head? It's um, really interesting. Let me give that. an example. If you can, if not, we can. It's, it's hard because everybody's different. So right. it's not the same person to person, but yeah. like, um, you, let's say Amber's really good at characters, which she really is. Amber yeah. does really great character work and everyone always loves seeing her characters on stage. And so if I'm watching Amber do a character once then I'm like oh that's amazing and right. twice that's amazing three times okay that's amazing but <laughs> yeah. after I've seen Amber do a new character or do some character work like 50 or 100 times yeah. I start to go oh I think she kind of like does her characters like this Got and it. I think that helps them be like really good okay and then I try that and, and then it doesn't work for me and then I like <laughs> calibrate it a little bit and then it <laughs> yeah. works a little better yeah and then I you know and then I just forget about it and it just becomes part of what I do right, right. and then it only takes this kind of like forensic introspection. <laughs> and then you go, oh, I do this like that because of Amber. Yeah. But then, you know, everything you do becomes this like compilation of all of those influences. Right. So there's like 100, that's 200, 300 yeah. of those like specific. Yeah. Like, and then that's, and then you're good. Right, right. That's crazy though. It's really awesome. What was it like the first time you were on stage? I just loved it. I loved the attention. Yeah. I loved I loved the adrenaline. Uh, it was yeah. fun to make stuff up. And okay. I just I just you know, I was just a punk kid, so I just was like, "This is awesome." <laughs> What's the best part of improv for you? Um, the cool thing I think about improv that's different from any other art form is that you're making something on the spot, and. Okay. I think that people that are watching, yeah. I think that that's exciting for them because they're like, what? Like, right. maybe it's not that good. They're like, well, it's still cool to see them try to make something. But then when <laughs> something really works, they're like, whoa, like we witnessed the yeah. creation of right. that. That's true. And yeah. then same as the performer. You're like, sometimes you're like, oh, we could have done better. But then sometimes you're like, I can't believe we made that. Yeah. Being like an audience member... For one of your shows, I feel very similar to that. Cool. Yeah, I can just kind of tell. Especially when you guys, like, let the lights go out and it pops up and you count down. That's really cool. You know, yeah. like, I love that. So, yeah, like, you're welcome into this world. It's, it's like a new world every time the lights go down or something. That's you awesome. Know? Yeah. It's really cool. Like, I love that. Do you have, like, a pre-show process you to get ready, get in the zone or anything like that? No. Um, a lot of people do improv warm-ups, but I don't okay. really like improv warm-ups. My favorite thing to do before a show is to try to connect with the people that I'm on stage with in a like regular way, right? Yeah, yeah. So like if you if us three were doing a show, yeah. I'd be like, Oh my god, did you guys have you guys been watching House of Cards? You know? Yeah. Or like <laughs> I saw or I'd be like, I saw this like dude on a bike today and he had like the most insane tattoo or like whatever. I just like <laughs> yeah. talk about stuff that I've seen or that I like right. and, and try to like see if you guys like that or okay. if, if you have stories to share too. Got it. And then yeah. I feel like that sets us up the best to, to do improv together. Nice. That makes sense. What's the um toughest part of improv for you? The toughest? Yeah. The thing that may, the thing that bums me out is when it, I realize that it's it's always um temporary. There's a yeah. really lame metaphor but it's true <laughs> but it's like so lame that it's like hard to say it without giving it this you can totally say it. it's okay. it's like improv is like a sandcastle okay like build it up I but like... it's temporary because the waves are gonna wash it away i actually like that i don't think that's corny it but... was good i think it's pretty good that's like a, that's a good metaphor yeah, yeah but that's what that's what bums me out yeah, about improv is because i've been doing it for so long and i'm like wait a minute if i don't try to make other stuff other than improv, I'm going to go my whole life and have nothing to show for it. <laughs> well, except for the memories. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. that's all you know what you mean. Yeah. 
Oh, you hear those? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if the mic can pick that up or not. I hope it, it can. It's a workshop happening in the other room. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Um, what was it like when you officially became a performer at Rapid Fire Theater? Was it like an audition process or you kind of got um, into the group? Yeah. Easily? Back when I started at Rapid Fire, there wasn't really an audition process. Okay. I just took classes there. Like after that first experience, yeah. I started taking classes and volunteering. Right. And then I was kind of around for maybe about a year. And then by the time I went through the nose bowl again, and I won again. Oh, nice. Okay. And then they were like, okay, you can just. And so I started doing like, they had a thing called the free improv, which was like, these guys aren't yeah. real like performers. They're just like starting. And there's okay. like a five or 10 minute set at the top of the show. So I oh, got wow. to start doing the free improv. Okay. Got it. And um, <laughs> we can get, I can hear it. Yeah. It's coming through. This is such a great soundtrack for this conversation. <laughs> so, I love when we have like background noises. Yeah, I love that yeah. too. It just makes it more fun. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, but yeah, so that was there was no. But then by the time I was the artistic director at Rapid Fire, it was like yeah. there was an audition process that we Got had it. created to because there were so many. Yeah. When I started, the Nosewell was just like a few schools, yeah. and then by the time I left to come to Atlanta, it was like thirty schools Whoa. and like wow. and like all these kids that would graduate yeah. out of high school had been doing improv for years and they're oh, like wow. we want to join rapid fire that's... and so we were like there's too many you know we <laughs> yeah. got to figure out how you know <laughs> yeah how to orchestrate that's crazy. all that yeah that's that's really cool though people kind of caught on to that wow um can you tell us about the uh dynasty soapathon <laughs> started how that started and how you got involved in the success of that yeah so improv's big in edmonton and uh the soapathon kind of started before i was really involved with it okay. and i always looked up to those guys that got were it. that did that yeah. i thought the soapathon was like the coolest <laughs> I, you guys really do your research everyone's online i love these questions that's awesome but yeah so the soapathon that's that awesome <laughs> Um, so the Sobathon is like a 53 hour straight improv, right. uh, soap opera. Oh my God. So, you know, most people don't sleep, right? Wow. You just go straight. That you get insane. a 10 minute break every two hours. Whoa. Um, and I, I was like, I, I was like my, it was like my dream to yeah. be in the Sobathon oh, because really? I okay. looked up to those guys and yeah. I thought they were so cool. Right. And right, so right. when I finally got invited to do it, I was like, like yes, <laughs> yeah. but but it was only like, but at that time I was still a teenager. Okay. Got and it. it was only later, years later, when it was in like my like mid 20s, yeah. that they would be like, you can come and do like as much as you want. Like Ooh. when I was a teenager, they'd yeah. say, you can come and you can do. It's okay. I'm so sorry. We this do that all the time. Yeah. Okay. It's like such a thing. These there, little weird springs on the yeah. scissor arms. I like it though. It's yeah, very it musical. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Wow. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it was only later when I was like in my 20s that they yeah. were like, come do the whole thing. So it was like oh, when I was a teenager, they're like, come do a two hour shift. And then they're like, that's enough. Yeah. And then when I was older, they were like, come to. And so I, I think the most I ever did was like maybe 35 okay. hours. That's actually still a lot of hours, though. Yeah. You're probably like on a high like the whole time, though, right? Like just kind of. Well, yeah, it's so yeah. fun. And like the guys that I got to do improv with were like the best like the yeah. people that when i was starting i was like just watching them week after week and being like if i can be as good as you then i'm gonna be like so happy you know so like guys like ron peterson um mark Meir, jacob bennigan um yeah patty styles that's so cool 
I mean, that takes a lot of dedication, being on stage for that long and loving it the whole time. Yeah, it's know? just fun. Yeah. You're just laughing with your yeah. friends. Yeah. I remember, I remember there was a time, it, sometimes it, the subplot can get emotional too, really? like in really interesting ways. For example, I remember the year that the towers went down and we were yeah. doing uh, the subathon shortly afterwards. The subathon was ending. So we okay. had, you know, so all these guys had just spent like the whole, this whole weekend just living in an improv world. And then the subathon was ending Aww. and people were like, I don't want to go back to right. real life. Yeah. Like this, the real world sucks. Like right. this improv land we've created is like, like where I want to live. Right now, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then, so there's these like emotional scenes where you're like, oh yeah, like this is something special, you yeah, know, definitely. like it's, it's more than just for fun and jokes. Like right. there is something more going on when you like create yeah. this escape world for a bit. Definitely. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Wow. Yeah. I can't imagine that. Whoa. More soundtrack. Notes. Oh yeah. There's rehearsal <laughs> happening upstairs. That's so, so that's cool, what you're though. hearing. Over there. <laughs> okay. So recently I saw your Spidey movie that you wrote to be it. Like I want to be 100 here. <laughs> yeah, go for it. I helped Bill Minsky, who was the the writer, director, and okay. star, okay. I helped him write the script or the story. I don't remember which one. Yeah. So I I didn't. It wasn't like my baby, but I helped him write it, and so I'm I, I'm proud of that. Yeah. But I don't want to be taking more credit than no, I course. do. Yeah, that's definitely fair. How did you get into the zone of Sp- Spider Man to write? Did you write the quips and things like that? that oh, was I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't remember. It was a very long time ago. <laughs> I know. So we were all buddies from Rapid Fire. Okay. So okay. that's how we all hooked up. That was just a big deal for me because I'm such a fan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, first of all, you're gonna have to tag Bill Minsky. Okay. I think he goes by Will Minsky now. Bill but Minsky. but okay. um, yeah. I'll help you guys tag him in this yeah. so that he you can, can know <laughs> that there's somebody down in Atlanta, Georgia, yes. that found Spider-Man: Attack of the Octopus oh and God. was like super stoked on yes. it. Because like before this, yeah. you were telling me that you loved it. Yeah, I do love yeah. it. Like I think he, whoever was in charge of getting the '90s cartoon feel just nailed it, man. Yeah. And that's like my favorite Spider-Man yeah. cartoon. Like the quips were really like on point. Yeah. <laughs> And like the Doctor Octopus, like his arms. Yeah, the, like the <laughs> way they shot that. Arms. Was so oh my cool. gosh! Yeah. So cool. And plus, like the way they showed him like walking on the arms, yeah. but his feet, his real feet are like levitated, but he's walking. I his, know. That was so cool. It was really cool. I love that. <laughs> and, and the fact that they came out before the Sony version came out was like really yeah. cool. Too. <laughs> yeah, know. that was fun. That was fun. And I told you before, but I'll just quickly recap. Yeah, yeah. Bill did all of his own stunts. Right. And in one of them, yeah. he was like, "I'm gonna like." get knocked off of this truck and I learned this Jackie Chan trick to put a bunch of cardboard boxes underneath to break your fall and so he did that but then he just knocked himself out and was oh like my gosh. so it was like he, he kind of broke his fall a bit yeah. I guess but anyways you, oh you as you can tell the the stunts in the movie are, are pretty good yeah they're really awesome especially the fight the way they edit together the fight scene like the last fight scene sorry i just get into that way too much yeah i had way more spidey questions for you but i won't bog you down with these spidey questions maybe maybe i can get bill on one day he can tell me all about i'm sure bill would love to do the podcast that'd be so cool and just to credit you 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 played thief and goon three oh yeah i did i forgot i forgot i forgot i did some i did some fights yeah how do you remember any of that stuff like production days do you remember anything about production yeah i mean i I remember my buddy chris Connolly. his uh family uh, owns a funeral home in edmonton so we used like their warehouse where they like oh you know like keep coffins i guess (laughs) we used that to shoot in so we like i remember shooting there all day and 
Yeah, no. Nice. Yeah. Oh man, sorry for like that was like a deep cut for you. It came back with the Spidey. <laughs> I just haven't thought about it for so long, oh and gosh. it's such a fun memory yeah. of like a different time when it was right. like just me and my buds in yeah. Edmonton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were just making stuff for fun. Right, definitely. That's and, cool yeah. though. It'd be cool to like get all you guys together and talk about Spidey. Um. I was going to ask if you wanted to like write any more superhero related things, but that's probably a no, I'm guessing. <laughs> no, I am. I'm working on a spec. Oh, are you? Yeah. Wow. That's cool. You I'm have... working on a Marvel spec. That's so awesome. Can you like, you can't share anything with us, I'm sure. Right? I mean, Even I guess... like a little hint of what it is. All right. I'll give you a little hint. Okay, just whatever. Because here's the thing. It's never, it's, I'm not writing this to get it made. I'm writing yeah. this so that if ever I'm lucky enough yeah. that there's like, a Marvel TV show that right. is looking for writers and I can be like, look, right. I know Marvel. I love Marvel. Yeah. Look at how good my spec is. And then that's they'll be awesome. like, Oh, this guy's cool. Maybe right. we'll give him a staff job. Yeah, definitely. So that's definitely. that. Is, so I'm not writing it. Like I'm thinking like coming out theaters, 2019, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. um, yeah, I understand. but I am writing a, uh, Dr. Doom spec. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So it's yeah. like his origin. That's really badass. I love Doctor Doom. Can I ask you about how you felt about him in the new, the latest Fantastic Four? I movie? did. I have not watched. <laughs> you watched no, it. it's like it made me sad. <laughs> it tarnish his reputation. Doctor Doom is like one of the best villains. Yeah. And, yeah. And you know why yeah. I think Doctor Doom is one of the best villains Tell ever? Us why. Yeah, you know. Because he has seen all possible futures and the only future in which humanity survives is the one in which doom rules the planet oh man so he's trying to that. save cool. the planet got it okay. and but every hero is like fuck you buddy yeah. <laughs> right and he's like i don't even care he's like yeah. i don't care what you say i yeah. know because right. he's seen that's really interesting um, yeah that's awesome yeah how did you get exposed to dr doom just reading fantastic four stuff yeah I, okay. I was just you know i was like a and like reading comics when I was a kid, kind of, <laughs> yes, yeah. like like most kids. <laughs> nice, yeah, that's awesome. We love comics on the podcast. So yeah. Feel free to embellish if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, sorry, All right, so we're gonna switch gears just a little bit. Um, okay. We watched Heart of America. Oh yeah. So, what was the yeah. process for writing that like for you? Um, well, um, <laughs> so I have a show called Scratch. It's a two man improv show, and I have been doing it. Every year. Well, I used to tour it a lot, but now we just do it once a year during the summer at this festival back in Canada. And um, so I think we're coming up on our 15th year of doing it. Maybe this year is like 14 or something. Oh, wow. Anyways, um, so we've been kind of creating this style of like what we think is funny and our style of comedy and everything. And so now Arlen is like a film director and I'm like running this theater. But when we started, we were just two guys doing improv. And so then when Amber was like, Hey, would you and Arlen make like a, like create like a scratch web series for me to like star in? Yeah. And we were like, yeah, that we love that idea, you know? And so that's, that's where, that was where it came from was Amber was like asking us to come create something with her. And, um, We'd been wanting to do that for a while, but just never found, like, an excuse, I guess. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. And so Heart of America gave us that kind of excuse. And so then when me and Arlen were writing it, it was, like, so fast because we just, like, we improvised in that style. Yeah. So we could, like, shit out a script in, like, <laughs> right. 30 minutes and then refine it and fix it. But, like, yeah. compared to other script writing I've done, it's, like, that was so fast. Wow. So do you yeah. prefer like the collaborative writing or do you like writing solo? Um, 
when it depends i guess it depends on the project um i like writing with arlen um because we're like on the same beam and there's enough yeah. trust there that like if he's mm -hmm. like no i'm like okay right yeah. but if if i'm writing with someone i don't trust and they're like no i'm like well why yeah that and that yeah. just slows it down got it yeah um but i i also like writing on my own because you can just write and get all your ideas out and then you can take it to people and they can help you make it better right so there's kind yeah. of like different ways i mean it just depends on the project i guess got it yeah so what was it like playing sasquatch oh yeah the big fight yeah <laughs> Um, it was very hot. It was so sweaty. I had Man. to wear, we made these, cause it was in the middle of, we, sh we shot that in the beginning of September oh my and like, you guys know how hot it gets down yeah. here. Yeah. Imagine being in a full fur suit for like 12 hours oh a day wow. and like, hours. and like, oh I was so sweaty and it was just like the, the, the glue that was holding my, my face prosthetics on was like melting so it was my face oh, kept no. sliding off and it was just like so sweaty like like, like once i got out of the suit like because i had like little like underwear and like t-shirt yeah. on underneath, oh, right, right, it right. looked like i got out of a pool oh, like, oh my god so then we had to build like an ice pack holder so um yeah. our costumes uh lady zoe yeah. She like made us this like little vest with oh, all these cool. pockets in it and then we yeah. filled them with ice packs okay. <laughs> and then that made it a lot better but still it was quite hot. I can imagine. <laughs> so like on production day were you like, "Oh my god, why did I create this character?" <laughs> I mean, Arlen was loving it, so I was loving it, <laughs> yeah. and Arlen loves to torture me, so oh. I think he was like, "This is good." So that was score. And also it was like no one else would play this part and it I did love. I mean, it's probably the best acting I've ever done. <laughs> it was so good. It was really good. You know, like Okay. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was really funny. So how did you manage to go from performing um, performing to being the artistic director at Rapid Fire? Yeah, um, I was a performer for a long time and um, kind of, you know, had like some good seniority. Like I'd been around for long enough that if I wanted to whatever they might send me to a festival or I yeah. might be teaching classes or I might be whatever giving notes or whatever. So right. then I went off to Toronto and I took um, comedy school. I went to Humber college yeah. as did a postgraduate diploma in oh, really? comedy writing and performance. That's really cool. So wow. I did that. Okay. And um, after I graduated with that mm -hmm. rabbit fire called me and was like, Hey, if you want to move back to Edmonton, we'll give yeah. you a job as an associate artistic director in charge of education. Nice. So I was like, great yeah. i mean it's hard to find work right. sometimes yeah, when you're imagine. like trying to make it in like a comedy improv right. world so yeah. for someone to call and offer a job i was like i feel like Thank i need you. to take that <laughs> yeah exactly so even though i liked living in toronto i still i still had a lot of love for rapid fire so i was like okay i'll go back right, right. And then i was artistic associate artistic director there for several years okay and then the artistic director um moved on because he had his uh, uh, he had other stuff that was kind of blowing up so he moved on to other projects and then i moved up into artistic director Thanks. so that was just kind of how it how it went cool so have you noticed like any big differences between the other companies you've worked for and dad's garage yeah i mean every every company is unique um but there's similarities between dad's garage and two other companies i would say in more so than any other um Oh no! It's okay. Is that okay? That was the AC guys. Just so yeah, <laughs> AC's kicking on. Yeah, it'll be on for a few minutes. It's okay. Um, so the 
it's okay. The first thing I have to say is let's look at the similarities because like so many places are so different. Sometimes it's easier to be like, okay, these ones are the same. Right. And then amongst the ones that are the same, what's the difference between them? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So like yeah. rapid fire theater and dad's garage theater and mm-hmm. dead Andre Teatret in, in Oslo yeah. are like, the three companies that I've seen that yeah. are like the most in, they have the most in common. Okay. And, um, and so, because there's so many companies that's, that are so different, it's like, blah. Yeah. Um, but then between those three, um, the biggest differences is that like rapid fire is mm-hmm. kind of the youngest. Okay. So there's like the most turnover. Right. People kind of leave Edmonton. Yeah. And, but they've got such a strong youth program that yeah. like, You've just got like so many amazingly talented improvisers between right. the age of like eighteen and twenty-four. Okay. Right. Yeah. Whereas like Dad's Garage in Atlanta, for whatever reason, um, just like skews a little bit older. Got it. Okay. And so that's a that's one big difference. Okay. Yeah. But also we do scripted work, mm-hmm. which is definitely unique in the improv kind of theater world. Okay. Most places don't also do scripted shows yeah i could go on but you get the idea yeah yeah yeah. so what's your favorite part about the job here at dad's i just love the community i love the people i love um we laugh all the time and we have a lot of fun and we we um and we've achieved a lot of success too it's it's very satisfying to see the like results of all your hard work right Right, like i don't know if you guys are familiar with like the old theater but like this new theater is so crazy it's crazy that we're here um, so it's like stuff like that where yeah. you're like, yes, like yeah. we are really doing it. That's awesome. So is this something you would like to continue doing like, you know, far into the future or would you like to go more towards like writing or something different like that? Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, uh, life is such an adventure. <laughs> you kind of got to play the hand that you're dealt. <laughs> and true. so, yeah. you know, I am, one of the things that improv's taught me is to be like, yes, to accept opportunities and yeah. to say yes to things. And yeah. so... You know, if if the path that unfolds before me is to like go off and like write and produce mm-hmm. um, stuff, then I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. Yeah. And if the path that's unfolding f- for me is like to stay here at Dad's or at another improv theater and, yeah. and to keep doing that, then I'll say yes to that too, uh, as long as it's making me happy in that moment. <laughs> yeah, so right. for like right now, I'm very happy where I am, and um, and I'm kind of open to whatever. So it's I I don't know how to answer. Oh, that's cool. No, that's a great answer. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It's good to be happy. That's important. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you definitely do. You're you're doing your best if you're if you're finding ways to be happy. Right. That's true. That's totally true. So if you weren't involved in improv, what do you think you would be doing like job wise? Uh, accountant. You <laughs> <laughs> talked about that. <laughs> yeah. So that would have been the path, huh? No, no, I don't know. I don't know. It's tough to say. Maybe um, I could see myself being like, um, you know, like in media, like uh, being like a journalist. Okay. Um, yeah. Or I could see myself, um, I don't know, producing, <laughs> producing like film and tv got it so or, it'd still be like media related yeah. definitely i think yeah. so okay, i think sense. so yeah. or or ooh, I, I would be good at pr i think oh, like nice. being like a you know like someone who like sets up yeah. interviews and like yeah. connects people to the media but i guess yeah, that's still yeah. media related so yes everything's <laughs> media. 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 Yeah. <laughs> media love awesome. awesome um so do you have like a dream project that you want to be a part of um well actually i just we just did a project that for me I thought was like a bucket list project and now I'm like 
Maybe it could be more than that. This is basically, so my, my little brother Mark back home is special needs, and I always thought if I get an opportunity to, yeah. like, work with, like, special needs actors and, like, do a project, uh, like, about that, yeah. about that community, that I would be, like, I want to do that once in my career, you know, right, just because yeah. I feel a connection to it. Of course. So Amber, me and Amber and Arlen again, same team that did yeah. Heart of America. Okay, sweet. <laughs> we uh, we made this this short film that we just finished shooting um, about a month ago. Cool. And it's like a sports underdog story, but oh, like it okay. stars like eight different actors with special That's needs. Really cool. Uh, like everything from autism to yeah. Down syndrome to like um, whatever. Just yeah. And. Um, to me, I was like, I was like, this is a dream. Yeah. Like, this was something I always hoped I would get to work on, and now I am. And now, now we're editing it. I'm so excited. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Awesome. Um, so, as part of your duo uh, scratch, how is it when you were like touring to Australia and Europe and all that? Like, what was your favorite part of that whole process? Like, being able to tour and all that. Um. I mean, I assume you tore a lot. We did, <laughs> we did, we did. Um, I, we spent probably five solid years of touring. Wow. Okay. And Sweet. it was like, yeah. you know, that included going to Europe maybe three, four times. Oh, and really? Going to Australia oh. twice. And then, like, doing yeah. all across Canada, like, five times. So oh, man. we did a lot. And I guess my favorite part was just getting to spend time with Arlen. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's really sweet. No, I don't know. I learned a lot, I guess, that too. Cool. And it was just fun to, to get out get out of, out of the city that I grew up in yeah. and, and see the world and stuff. Well, can you tell us anything about Revengeance and Effed Up Fairy Tales? Oh, yeah. Okay, so... Me and Arlen started so this is like this is like Heart of America, right? Like it's the same idea, right? Like mm-hmm. Arlen and I writing a script in the style of our improv voice. So we wrote the first one we ever wrote was Revengeance, but then we didn't we didn't finish it and we didn't like it. And <laughs> oh, no. a producer a producer told us it wasn't marketable. Okay. So then we were like he's like, it's actually and you know what? He was right, even though at the time we were like, man. We had our, our producer, George, was like, mate. He was in Australia. He's oh, like, cool. okay. he like, mate, you got to write something people can really like get into, you know? Like, like, he's like, like, like fairy tales or something like that. And we're like, man, George, that's so fucking uncool, man. Whatever. We're going to write this thing. And he's like, yeah. he was just like, all right. Yeah. And then we like, wasn't really working. And we're like, oh, maybe we should just do it. Like a year later, we're like, maybe we should just do what George said and like write a fairy tales thing. And then we did, and it was like really successful. Oh my god! We were like, well, we should have listened to George in the first place. But then after that was oh, successful, man. then we then we were like, okay, let's go back and fix the other one. So then yeah. we wrote, we finished Revengeance, then we did that one, and then we did um, Battle Space Wars, which um, we did one. down here in Atlanta. That's we did it at cool. Dad's Garage. That was my favorite one, and then we did. Um, Merry fucking Christmas, um, <laughs> which we did at the Alliance um, last year or the year before, actually. Well, anyway, sometime in the last couple of years, Merry fucking Christmas at the Alliance Theater. That's all amazing. And then, so those are all the plays we've written together, yeah. and then we wrote Heart of America as well. Nice. That's so cool. <laughs> um, so I'm going to skip around a little bit just so we can save some time. <laughs> I know you were part of Musical Suck the Musical. Yeah. Do you actually like musicals or do you hate musicals? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm kind of neutral. Like, neutral. I feel like um, I feel like any art form is like 
good or bad. It's like not. It's neither. It's not good or bad. It's just like it is. And it's like there is great stuff. And there's terrible stuff, and you just have to accept that there's both. So like yeah. musicals, I think there's like amazing musicals. Like there's musicals. Like I did West Side Story when I was a kid, and I think that's a great musical. And like Wicked is like mm-hmm. I think it's an awesome musical or like um Hamilton I know it's like so popular that it's like maybe getting some backlash right. like people are like <laughs> but like there's a reason it's so good you know but then there's also like really bad musicals and I'm not going to like list things <laughs> yeah. I think are awful but I'm just like and it's like improv is like that sketch yeah. is like that stand up music yeah. even every kind of music country music like oh, pop definitely. music you know like everything there's yeah. like amazing stuff and there's bad stuff and it's just like <laughs> Just find the good. Because <laughs> she loves musicals. Love musical. <laughs> you love them? Yeah. 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 Um, I just like to sing. I'm goofy. Yeah, that's cool. Um, not that I'm any good, it's but cool I just to be like goofy. to sing. <laughs> um, so one last question for me. What inspired your curly locks on your IMDb page? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you just see his face right now. It's so good. <laughs> I'm like that, that photo look amazing. Yeah, I know. I don't know. There was a With time. The cane, you know, yeah, the like cane. I guess. I guess. Um, okay, I'm gonna give you. A, I'm gonna give you a real answer okay. awesome. instead of just like trying try to, to like it, just yeah. get rid of it and move yeah, on, yeah. right? Okay. So when I was little, when I was like a teenager, because that that picture is probably from me when I was like in my like early twenties. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, like, the seed of that started when I was a teenager, and I was, like, really into punk rock music, yeah. and I just thought, like, I just thought, like, people that judge other people based on how they look are, like, the worst. Like, yeah. it, society is so like that, <laughs> and it's, like, such bullshit. Yeah. So, I was, like, I'm going to, like, try to be, like really like smart and like well-spoken yeah. and like articulate and like well-read and all this stuff. But I'm going to like, th- like dress like a punk, right? <laughs> like have like a bad religion patch and like, you know what I mean? Like look like an idiot. <laughs> and then, this and then I'm going to like, it. then I'm going to like prove to the yeah. world that you can't judge people. <laughs> by how- so like, I think that seed, <laughs> I mean, yeah, this, it's like, you know, when you're a teenager and you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. so idealistic yeah. and it's like, no, you're doing like your own social experiment. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I think yeah. that seed kind of grew up into yeah. like me being like, whatever, I look crazy, like deal with it, you know, <laughs> especially cause I was like working in comedy and stuff. Yeah, so right. I could like get away with it. Like yeah. if I had a job at a bank, they'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. <laughs> But I, I wasn't. I was working in comedy, so yeah, I was like, okay, right. like you can look weird. Right, like, right, that's fine. And then eventually, I was just like, man, what am I doing? <laughs> like this is like I'm a joke to everybody. <laughs> like just look oh at me. So then I like, then I yeah, cut my hair and <laughs> kind of pulled it back a little yeah. bit. Yeah, that's yeah. Some pretty awesome girls. Yeah, I mean they were epic. Awesome. They were epic, were. right? I mean they look cool to me. I was like, look at this girl. That's crazy. She's like, oh my god. But I like have the cane, and yeah. I'm like, <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> like what are you doing? Like, but I was also really into hip hop at that time, so I was like, yeah, like I'm a rapper. <laughs> like, but like, what kind of rapper is like got weird <laughs> curls like that and is like carries a cane? And it, but obviously, like I thought 
I was into that look enough to like do like a photo shoot. <laughs> I mean, the shot was really well done. It was like from from the I top mean, down and stuff. Yeah, yeah it looked good. Yeah. Good lighting. Definitely made an impression. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're talking about it. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> the joys of uh, the joys of growing up like young at a time when the internet was still just like blossoming yeah, know, right? <laughs> so like you now kids would be savvy enough to be like i'm not putting that online <laughs> but back true. then we didn't know what the yeah. internet was so i was like i'll put this out there and it's like now it's forever. out there forever and Dude, that's how people back. like think of me <laughs> like google me it's that's like probably hilarious. one of the top image searches it's just like god damn it I think it was seriously like number five. They came up like in a line. So those are the images. Oh man! All right, I guess I'm gonna um, jump around too since we're kind of have 15 minutes left over here. Um, so how do you get, do you get like bursts of inspiration at random times of day and you have to jot them down and keep your ideas or- organized? Like, do you go through that? Yeah. As a creator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the most valuable things I ever learned was from my writing teacher mm-hmm. at Humber College, and he said that um, you have to keep like a notebook with you. Right. And he's like, you have, you're going to have ideas all throughout the day, yeah, definitely. and you got to write them down, right. and you got to like try to classify them. Like, what what would this be good for? Like, is yeah. this a good stand up joke? Is right. this a good like story idea for mm-hmm. a script? Is this a good like whatever one liner for a yeah. dialogue for someone to say? Or right. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and yeah. so I do that. I keep files on my phone, and I have cool. I have different <laughs> files. I have one that's jokes. One that's story ideas, yeah. one that's uh, poetry, okay. and okay. Um, I, th- I think that's it. Those are the three main ones. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's useful to actually keep stuff – like because you never know when you're going to need it. You might be like have survivor's block one that you read something again and you get oh. re-inspired. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. when I'm ri- – no, when I'm writing stuff, I like actively go through those and try to like – find something that i can polish up and use how'd you get the idea for das garage tv well when i first got down here um i just i had just gotten a big grant for rapid fire Mm -hmm. that was like to launch a youtube channel yeah and so that was like one of my biggest like disappointments about moving down to atlanta i was like i wanted to like launch this youtube channel yeah so when i got down to atlanta we like worked really hard to like find grant money to like start it Mm mm-hmm and the grant money was basically just like, oh, you know, like you know, get enough money to like buy a camera and like right. to hire somebody for like a year part time to yeah. like help. And so, um, yeah, that's basically how it happened. And we started making stuff, and now it's like really changed. We used to just make internet videos, and now we don't yeah. even really do that anymore. Now okay. we're more like making short films and like web series. That's cool. Do you web, have web series? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you have any um, coming up? that You can tell us about. Um, uh, yeah, the, the one I just told you about the is the big one. Okay, it's the big one. Yeah. Okay. I think I did see something about that on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, you might have seen it on Instagram, and also uh, we just did an interview with Lois Reitzes on on City Lights a few weeks ago. Um, I I still have that posted on my my Facebook page, and but yeah, you'll you'll hear more about that when it like goes to like a festival or something. Well, yeah. it's perfect. Switching back to Heart of America, how'd you go about like casting for that? Like with Perry Frost and Clint Soul and all, was Matt Matt Horgan's in there yeah. too? Yeah. Was that like a Das Garage type full production or like auditions yeah. were had? Or no, like no, okay. we don't, I don't like auditions. Okay. I think the auditions are not good because they never tell me like really what uh, I'm going to get. So I like working with people for a long time so and then you know yeah. what they can do and right. kind of what their style is and then yeah. so those people are all from dad's garage and they were all people that I knew would do a good job. And so, yeah, Arlen, Arlen who directed heart of America was just like, have you cast it from dad's garage or whoever you want? Just get me the best possible cast. I just, tapped my friends because okay, cool. i thought they would be good and, and they were They're and they so worked funny. really well yeah, yeah. <laughs> clint is so funny everybody perry matt horgan like yeah. everybody's so funny 
do you find it especially um i guess fun to write parts for amber i do yeah. i love writing parts I... for amber <laughs> it's really fun for me especially because i always tell amber her like the thing that she does that's so funny is when she gets so mad <laughs> Like, it's so funny, as long as it's not directed at you. Right, of course, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, that was, like, the main character for Heart of America is this, yeah. like, cop who's, like, always getting so mad, right? Like That's, like, my favorite character on Heart of America, yeah. the cop, the hard-boiled cop. Yeah, yeah but she's like, that. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I heard you're a big hip-hop fan. You mentioned that earlier, yeah. that you got into hip-hop. What's, um, what, what got you into hip-hop? Like, what song or, you know, artist exposed you to hip-hop? There was a lot of stuff that was kind of floating around in the late 90s that mm-hmm. I was, like, really into, like, um, Black Alicious okay. and yeah. um, Dr. Dre nice. and Eminem yeah. and um, that whole, like, kind of West Coast hip-hop thing. You know, if you know what you guys should do? What? I'll Tell send us. you – because I've got a couple of songs that I've worked on on, oh, the, really? on YouTube. Yeah. But you would need to know what to search to find them. I'll got find it. you links. I'll send them to you, oh, and you can is. drop a few bars into this podcast. What? That would be so Cause, cool. Because, like, honestly, I, I was, like – I was my favorite rapper is Aesop Rock. Okay. Um, yeah, and yeah. I was I was talking to my cousin who yeah. lives over in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. Because she loves Aesop Rock, too. Okay, cool. And I was like, dude, I just found this old song that I recorded, like, back in the day. Yeah. And I just like need you to listen to this yeah, because yeah. I think it might actually be like super dope. And yeah. she was like, "Dude, this is so sick!" And I was just like, <laughs> oh, really? "Like, I, I think you have to like a very specific weird kind of hip hop. But yeah, if you do, right. if you do, it's like, damn, this is good." Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, stay with me. Why somebody shoot you for a coyote if you by yourself, by yourself, by yourself, by, by yourself? Mistakes are made, maybe again and again But one day, like a gradient maze It's gonna change, twisted and strange It's never the same, it's never the way We thought the brave got paid In strains and stains and running in place Sweating like you weren't the only one in the race But we're losing the madness as a part of our hate Cause there's confusion and sadness at the heart of our rage Pardon the pace, but we're in charge of the chase And all these beautiful breaks are getting harder to take Partisan slaves armed with barnacle chains I mean, you know, like I said, Aesop Rock is, I think, the best 
Um, and I guess maybe um, his, you know, one of his biggest hits is Daylight. And yeah. I, that's probably one of my favorite songs. Okay, so I was going to ask you, like, you know, kick a little part of the verse. Oh, actually, 39 Thieves by Aesop Rock. 39 is, Thieves. Okay. I, can, I can do the first verse of okay, 39 so, yeah, Thieves. Yeah, totally good. go for it. It'd be awesome. It's pretty good. I love, I love this song so much. Oops. Um, it goes like this. Another dark night, teething I'm marking a beast sheep like I walk in front of 39 thieves in a beat. S'mores over warm Helvetica brown proper for the odd god or monster proper to teleprompter. Wild blue yonder, blue in the face angel, blue into the bugles and lured the euthanasia. Usually the shooter community chew the corpse, but I see the wolves have already gotten to you and yours. Oh, that was dope. That was awesome, dude. Yes. Yeah. It's good, right? Like yeah, that, that style know. is just like what? Yeah, that is yeah. So fresh. Like just the way he, like he pieces the words together. Yeah, like that. yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. like he, people nowadays don't seem to appreciate the the, the writing aspect of. I know. Anymore. It's really sad. It's like like as a hip hop because I love hip hop too. As a hip hop fan, man, it kills me every day to try to find some new good music. Yeah, you have to search deep, like yeah. really deep. Yeah. Yeah, but but um. But uh, there are some. I think there's still some new. Yeah, like, there's some good artists out there. Yeah, yeah. Short. yeah. Do you think the '90s had the best decade for hip hop? <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, for I mean, I think it was definitely a a, a highlight for me. But it's yeah. also hard because you're so subjective because you lived it. And that's then true. You're like, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's so true. Yeah, everyone I guess always thinks that. like their decade. Their decade's the best. The best. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. That's true. What's the What's the typical day like for you? Um. Okay. Uh. uh <laughs> Get up at home, um, uh, hang out with Amber for a little bit before I leave the house. You know, have some cereal or something. <laughs> yes. Or what kind of cereal? Are we I d- well, we we like to do. Uh, we call it the Grand Special, which is what Amber's mom used to do. Which is I take like different cereals and I mix them together. That's perfect. <laughs> so I like to do the Grand Special, and then um, come into the office. Um, depending on the day, uh, I, I normally work about six days a week. So okay, um, I work um, Monday to Saturday. Yeah. And so, depending on the day, I'll come in anywhere between like nine and noon. Nine and noon. Depending okay. on, so like maybe normally around ten. Yeah. But like if I have to get out there early for a meeting, or if I had a late night, you know yeah. what I mean. Right. So right. I'll get, and then I'll be at the office for like the afternoon. Okay. And then, depending on what's happening in the evening, yeah. I might have more meetings, right. or I might There's... have a rehearsal, yeah. or I might have a show to do. Okay. And then. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll and then after shows or whatever, all that other stuff, rehearsals, whatever. Normally, hang out and have a few beers either here nice. at the theater or over at a bar or nice. um, wherever. Yeah, and pretty then, like chill work and productive day, but then you chill at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah and cool. I like to, I like to work. I mean, I, I do. I do pretty long hours, yeah, but imagine. it's like pretty yeah. fun, right? So it doesn't feel so bad. Yeah. Like yeah. never feels like work. No, <laughs> yeah. and I mean, well, sometimes it does, but okay. it's like it doesn't feel like backbreaking. Like I'm gonna die. Like yeah. especially because like by the time the evening rolls around, like if I'm at a show, yeah. I can have a beer, yeah, or I can like pop out and have a cig, or yeah, I'm like just making jokes with my friends. So it's <laughs> right. like these things are not like the same as like manual labor oh, no. <laughs> you know? or like sitting in, like a cubicle and lastly do you have any like advice for people who would want to uh come into the improv world any kind of guidance for them as a new person that would want to get into it yeah i do actually because you know what there's this you know reddit yeah <laughs> yeah so there's r slash improv and one of the most constant constant posts that i see like happening every few months is someone to be like how do you make a career in improv? Yeah. And everybody's like, you can't. Right. Everyone's right. like, it's not possible. Yeah. It's just, you do it for fun. There's no way to have yeah. a career. 
And that makes me really sad because if somebody had told me that when I started, I wouldn't be here. Right, of you know, I yeah. saw the people that were making a career that were yeah. ahead of me yeah. and I wanted to be like them. And so I learned from them and then I learned how to make a career and it wasn't Definitely. easy yeah, and yeah. it's not the most lucrative or the most secure, right. but like it is possible, you know? Yeah. And so like, so that's the first thing I would say to anybody that's like starting out that wants a Got career. It. I say like, it's possible. Right. Don't listen to people that say like, you can't do it. It might suck. You might not have a lot of money, but like. If you want to, you can do it. Yeah. And then yeah. and then I guess the follow-up advice is just like you got to you can't be like waiting for somebody to hand it to you. Oh, of course not. It's yeah. like that's not the way you're going to make a career. Right. The only way is to like be a self-starter and be right. like, "Okay, well, yeah. maybe I could make some money doing this or yeah, yeah. maybe I could set up something like that." And mm-hmm. then you fall on your face, but you learned how to do it better <laughs> the next time and then yeah. You know, right. eventually you go, oh, I'm doing okay. I can yeah. quit my day job and, and be broke, but then, but still okay. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Now, that's great advice because, like, um, we like we took the free workshop class yeah. that Tommy Fudge did a yeah. few weeks ago. Yeah. And we watched your show first, and that super inspired us to actually sign up for it. And which which show? It was the one, um, it's you and Amber and some other people doing, it was the one with Bronson, um, Bronson was here. How, how do I say his last name? I don't want to. Bronson mis- Pinchot. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's the show we watched. And that was like amazing. And we're like, hey, we should totally volunteer and see if we can like get some credits up and cool. start paying for some classes. But that was like, it just seemed really fun. Everyone seemed really like welcoming and yeah. just accepting. So yeah. like, I think that kind of like pushes over to actually do something about it and cool. not stop talking about it and just do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so, great. Yeah. So thank you for that. Like, I mean, as a fan, that, that means a lot. And just seeing you perform was really awesome. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I hope you guys do it. Yeah, yeah. We're definitely excited too. Yeah. It's just been a busy June, but July, we'll, you'll probably see us more around here, hopefully. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. But um, we're gonna switch over to like the rapid fire questions. It's just like the first thing that pops in your head, just say the answer. Like we're gonna okay. ask you random questions, and okay. you know, just make it fun, and whatever you say is is fine. There's, okay. no, there's no wrong answer. Sounds good. You can go first if you want. Favorite movie? Um, Royal Tenenbaums. Favorite food? Uh, dim sum. What superpower would you have? Um, telepathy. Favorite '90s rock song? Uh, pass. <laughs> Um, I don't really ever do karaoke, um, but I was thinking the other night that I should learn how to do, um, um, oh, hang on. I got it on my phone. (laughs) I just downloaded it because I was like, this needs to be my new, it's a Mars Volta song. (laughs) Um, I was thinking I should do, uh, the widow by Mars Volta (laughs) because it's like, do you, do you know that band? I haven't heard of it. No, no, no I haven't heard of it. It's like, it it's prog rock and it's okay, like really high, crazy <laughs> notes. And it's like, I could never do it, but I was like, I should do this. It'd be perfect. Nice. Yeah. Um, uh, favorite curse word? Fuck. Nice. Favorite beer? Miller Lite. <laughs> Does uh, Blue Pirate really help hangovers? Yes. <laughs> favorite dessert? Mm, mango and sticky rice. I love mango. Um, top five dead or alive MCs. Top five dead or alive MCs. Yeah. <laughs> Aesop Rock, okay. um, Dr. Dre, um, Kendrick Lamar, um, um, both of the uh, both of the guys from Blacklicious. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, and the final question, Jamie Castone. So. Can unicorns fly? Why or why not? Um. You know, I wish there was an easy answer for this, but the answer is a lot more complex, like a lot of important life questions. Mm-hmm. Unicorns, in some circumstances, can fly. Yeah. 
but this is very much dependent on like their magical abilities in that situation so like you know high level unicorns i think can fly um but low level unicorns just haven't gotten that lo- that amount of power so it's it's very case by case hmm. all right yeah call that a tie maybe that yeah that was awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Thank it was great you. talking to you. Thanks, guys. This yeah. was so much Such fun. Such an inspiration. Thank oh, you so much. Thank you. Really thank you. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank All right. Take care. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Mistakes are made. Maybe again and again. But one day, like a gradient maze, it's going to change. Bad thing. Bad thing. Bad thing. A bad thing by Mistakes are made, maybe again and again, but one day, like a gradient maze, it's gonna change. Hell, make no difference. Hell, 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 make no, hell, hell, make no difference.